pasa la juca si no lo guarda con esa. Y el pum 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 Good evening and welcome to another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. For Give My Production Air, we do have a coach and. That's what we are here to discuss. We got uh, Danielle joining us via a uh, call-in. Uh, she had her game that she was refereeing going to overtime, so we uh, tried to get her to call a PK there in the box uh, towards the end so that she could make it with us, but uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I know you're cold, Danielle, but how are you doing? I'm good. I am happy we have a coach, and I'm happy to be reunited with you guys and it feels so good <laughs> well there's one happy camper at least for the show uh, rafa how are you doing tonight man i know you were driving back down from austin how does it feel to be back in the glorious san antonio uh, it feels good uh, after all that rain and cold weather and i'm not out there like danielle but i'll be there thursday at, at dust actually i'm gonna go check out a scrimmage i think i'm gonna go see Holmes high school one of my club players is playing, so they won't, excuse me, still recurring from my illness. Um, go check them out since the uh, high school season starting this Thursday, Friday for scrimmage for the UIL. Gotcha, so, already then, getting yeah, into the high uh, school action. Then got the, yeah, then I got the news about the coach. Got a lot to say, but we'll, we'll save it for the show. We're going to save it for the show, Harry. I, I know me and you have probably been the most active. I think everybody pretty much already knows how we feel, but hopefully share some uh, some new insights and some new thoughts uh, on the hire. But how are you doing tonight, bud? Well, it's been a rough day. Roke up, uh, you know, uh, the lead singer of Roxette passed away uh, this this morning. Uh, so that was kind of rough. She was my you know, childhood crush growing up. So that was kind of hard. And then, you know, still digesting the Marcina news. And then Barnby and uh, freaking Sam Dorr. Yeah, and I, we'll get into that here in a little bit. That just kind of brings me to a good question of, uh, you know, what was harder, the Marcina news or the Barnby news? I think I know the obvious answer for that one. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll save that for the show. I think so. that depends on your tenure with San Antonio soccer. That's probably a very good point, and and we'll get into that here in a little bit. And uh, so we're gonna hold off on the on the UPSL action and everything, and until next week, and bring you guys all up to speed on that. We're waiting for some final results and everything, anyways, for the uh, playoff race. Uh, but really, just wanted to do a special show tonight. Uh, hear from you guys, get you all thoughts as well. For those of you tuning in on Facebook Live, uh, we'll be posting that telephone number to call in on here in just a little bit. Uh, but first, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to remind everybody that um, I know we're all San Antonio FC fans here. Uh, you know, basically, we, we all have opinions and thoughts and, and feelings on the recent hire. And that's exactly what they are, just our opinions and our thoughts and our feelings on, on the news. So, you know, nobody's one thought is, is necessarily right or wrong. You know, it's just differences of opinions. And at the end of the day, I, I think we can all find unity. And I know we all will uh, come March or, or April when, when we're back at Toyota Field. And even before that, at the Christmas party and everything else, at the end of the day, we're all San Antonio FC supporters. So uh, let's keep that in mind. Uh, Max, I, I see you there, bud, uh, on our uh, Facebook Live comments. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, but Harry, uh, you know, there, there were a couple of announcements today. You touched on it earlier. Why don't you uh, take us away, buddy? And uh, I'm going to try and start monitoring uh, the phone lines and getting everything ready. Yeah, so, you know, so we we happened to get late word over the weekend that there was going to be a, a coaching announcement on Monday. Um, we heard some rumors of possibly who it was. Uh, Marcina's name was still, you know, listed on there. Um, I think, you know, as we've discussed previously, if it was going to be Coach Marcina, why wasn't it announced earlier than 32, 32 days later? Uh, so I was lucky enough with, uh, you know, I think it was about 15 other season ticket members uh, to get the call, uh, call to <clears throat> go to Toyota Field, um, actually see who the coach was before they officially announced it, which was pretty cool. Uh, for that, there was representatives from, you know, 118 from the Crocketeers and, and other season ticket members uh, that were there. So, you know, I have to give uh, credit to uh, San Antonio FC for 
uh, you know, for doing that. It, it, was, it was a fun event uh, and being able to go in and see it. Um, so, but uh, as far as for the announcement, um, Coach Martinez, and like I said here, I mentioned this up front, it depends on your history with San Antonio soccer. Uh, in 2014, um, he did lead uh, the Scorpions to uh, an NASL title uh, for that year. Um, however, the flip side, and, and this is something that I'm sure the detractors of him, uh, 2015 was the exact opposite. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he's famously known for being fired at the uh, uh, airport baggage claim uh, before the Scorpions folded. So, which is you know, just, you know, pretty low, you know, from for the Scorpions uh, to do that. So in a way it's kind of, you know, for me, it's kind of cool to see him go full circle, uh, where, you know, he's been the highest of the highs. I have to imagine getting fired at a baggage claim at any airport is probably as, as shitty as it can be, uh, for that here. And then to come back and, and, um, he mentioned it's his adopted home city, you know, here, uh, obviously he's from Canada, uh, here in San Antonio with him and his family, you know, in the meeting. Uh, to be able to see him come back and, and take the leadership role of San Antonio FC uh, was cool. So, you know, there's some topics that, you know, we'll dwell in off to off of it. Um, and then today that, you know, I guess the news and, you know, you know, Sam Dorr says it's his uh, annual SAFC pick of the letter. And for this year was uh, Jack Barnby. And, uh, you know, I know AJ took the news a little bit hard because uh, he was one of his favorite players, but yeah, uh, <sighs> It just, you know, we're, we got the coach hire, but the momentum, the momentum still hasn't started. I don't think for the 2020 season yet. And you captured that really well. I mean, I mean, you stated it and, and I, I think, you know, I jokingly said the, uh, the Barnby news, uh, you know, versus the Marcina news. I think Barnby is obviously the bigger loss there, um, you know, because we know what a great player he was and, and our free kick taker for the most part and just what a talented uh, player. And I think everybody, he was one of the ones that uh, we definitely wanted back. But uh, Rafa, I want to uh, open it up to you, man. When, when you first heard the news, just kind of give us your original first impressions, your first thoughts. Um, I was kind of disappointed. I, I think we could have done a lot better. I think for... SAFC to really take that next step, we needed to make a splash. And I think there were better coaches out there that we could have made a splash. Uh, pretty much a fresh start. We need, we don't need to go back to 2014. That's, that's in the past. That was a good time, but you know, we're, I think we needed fresh new blood from top to bottom, as far as the staff, you know, and, and see where it goes, you know, and, and I think, I think to me, it's kind of a regression. It's nothing personal, but for me, it's more of a regression of just trying to live in the past, not be proactive and roll the dice. And there's a reason why Phoenix is rolling the dice and they're the top dog in the Western Conference. Even though they didn't win the championship, but look what they're doing. They're doing a lot more stuff. They got the coach, they got the players than what we're doing. And we need to be at that level. And what we did, we're not going to be at that level. So, so to me, if you're bringing in someone that has CS won the championship, I expect you to make the conference, where's the conference championship. Off is not good enough for me. So that's the bar that I'm setting. If you're going to lead this team, you better take us to the Western Conference Championship. And now is the time that they better start rolling the ball again, the players and the staff that he's, he wants build this team to get that so we, we can't be wasting any time i know i've talked to other people about it they're you know they're supporting it some are real upset and they said that's just my opinion i said there are just better names out there and i think they mentioned that they interviewed over 50 people from all over the world well you know i, I like to see that list who was interviewed mm-hmm. you know out of that list you know we can kind of compare see who was truly was the best candidate. Um, and there's something kind of what we discussed earlier. Uh, if you're going to go ahead and give him the job, the job should have been given to him back in July. When, when That's the, team the issue broke. right there. And, w- and we'll talk yeah. about that more. Yeah. I, I so, definitely want to. No, no, we'll leave it as that. But, you know, I know sometimes you do want to hire within, but 
And I guess the biggest thing, like I said, with Barnby leaving is Phoenix. That that tells you something there too is, you know, is he not trusting him as far as to stay here in San Antonio. That's why he went to Phoenix. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll know more later on. But like I guess I think there was a lot better choices. I like to see that list. Who else was interviewed to kind of maybe debate over that? See, compare, compare and see who really was the obvious choice that should have been here instead of just falling back on someone from within staff. Yeah, and they said they started with 50 candidates and narrowed it down to 12 real quick. So, I mean, I, how thoroughly, you know, they went through all 50 of them versus if they had an idea of, you know, just a, a group of 12 that they were really interested in, you know, uh, is yet to be seen. But, um, Danielle, I'm going to take you off mute real quick just because there was some feedback noise. But uh, what was your uh, initial reaction uh, when you heard the news of Marcina being announced? Come on, give us some, some cheer. Honestly, my reaction was, eh. Um, <laughs> I did not, I was not here for the championship winning season, but I was here for the following season and was the season ticket member. And I remember being very unimpressed and kind of confused at if you just had a winning team, now how did you go to this? And everyone says, well, the team was picked off and went places. Well, then USL isn't right for him because if that is how he handles going from a championship team to having quality players, welcome to SAFC, Alan, where you're going to have a different team every year. And if you can't build. My other thought was this was first sports and entertainment their big opportunity to get behind SAFC. We didn't have an MLS team. It could have been like kind of a middle finger to MLS to say, well, you don't want us. Here's what we're going to do. And we're going to annihilate everyone in USL. And it, and, and like Rafa said, it was an opportunity to make a splash, to make a commitment. And I don't think they did. I think there are a ton of national team players and former national team players who are ready for the job. I mean, there are some very talented World Cup winning women who have all completed their high-level coaching license. And I would love to see them have an opportunity. You know, this is the city that had Becky Hammond on the bench as a coach. Why not here? Um, And so I just really wasn't impressed. I think there was a big list. I think we waited a long time. I think it's the feel-good. I think it's the feel-good coach. But so it's we not, keep, though. Well, hold on. It's the, I'm going back to my ex-boyfriend analogy. We keep doing this. We keep bringing people back who are your ex-boyfriends. It's going to be the same. There's a reason you broke up with them. I said it about Forbes, and I'm going to say it about Marcina, and I really hope it's only a one-year contract because, honestly, if he doesn't produce in the first year, um, I think you get rid of him. And I am... I am completely in the camp of I want to wait and see. Some I want to be proved wrong. I want to see an amazing dynamic team. But I'm kind of meh. Okay, we got a coach. It's going to be another season. Same same as last season. And and I think that's a great point. You know, Max mentions that, and and Harry, it looks like we got our first question on here uh, in regards to Phoenix Rising uh, and their possibility with the MLS bid kind of still being open. Do you think that gives them a little bit more room to be more ambitious versus San Antonio FC? Now that we kind of know, uh, you know, no MLS team anytime soon. No, I don't think so. I think I think with their new ownership um, and the money that they've got behind their ownership. Um, do they want MLS? Sure. But they're also in a position where they're drawing, what, 6,000, you know, 6,500 max and overflowing their stadium. Um, I know Sam has, has talked, uh, Sam Doors, you know, talked about that they're going to be expanding it. It wouldn't shock me that they could get 10,000 in there. And as an ownership, if you're making $10,000, you control the stadium rights. You know, you know. Do you really want to? You know, do you need to, do you need the pay the the three to five to six hundred million dollars to get into MLS? And that's I, a, you know, that that's and I know that's going to be a discussion for another time frame than right. tonight. 
but no, I don't think I don't think Phoenix, uh, you know, and MLS is related or not. I think I think they've got the money. They're willing to invest the money. They know that if they put that attractive style that they do, it draws. And you know, hell, they won twenty in a row this year. They were on national news. Their brand, you know, you know. I think I saw as far as like social media tweets. You know, they're in, they're above half, at least half of the MLS teams. Why do they need it if they don't? It yeah. is, if, if you do it right, you you can be very successful as a D two team. There, yeah, and, and you mentioned it. Sam's kind of said before on social media, they're all in on USL. If the MLS yeah. stuff comes, great. It's it's not their. It seems like primary concern. Their primary concern is is winning now and, and winning in the league that they're in. Um, but I think Danielle brings up a great point. Um, you know, I think expectations are really high. I think them announcing Marcina is a fan. Nothing's really changed as far as what our expectations are for the following season. I don't think he's going to get that year to build like, you know, some other situations might warrant where the fans are willing to give him some time to build his mm-hmm. team. So I, I think that's a great point that expectations are going to be high, uh, you know, right out of the gate here. There's no honeymoon with, with this with this hire. Higher. There is none. He's got to come out. And I'm going to say this, and I like Tim Holt, and I think he's done a lot of good. But, you know, I, I think his job's on the line as well. You you have to hit this out of the park if if you're going to do it. And I haven't said this before, but I think this, thro- I, I think this throws Darren Powell completely under the bus. If you're not changing anything other than replacing Darren Powell, you're promoting the guy underneath him. Um, that that tells you everything that they think that the problem with this team, you know, because the players are going to fluctuate. It, you know, you're going to have your core players. I think we know there's going to be some core players here. But I think they think at this point here that it possibly was – oh, I'm not going to say possibly, that they think it was Darren Powell is the reason why, you know, they're – you know, why they're – why they did not make the playoffs is – that's the only explanation that you can have. I like Allen. I personally think Allen's going to do a great job. I think he has, you know, I think he has a higher potential than, than what you do, Scott, at least, you know, what you posted, you know, on social media. But he has no honeymoon period. If he gets off to a slow start, um, and to me the biggest, the biggest miss here is there's no opportunity for a bump you know, for excitement for, for SAFC with the new coach, you know, that that's gone. Yep. So the season ticket members or season ticket representatives are going to have to work twice as hard to get, you know, to get, number one, to bring people back in. Um, but number two, you're not going to get that little bump, you know, like, like UTSA is getting with, with the new hire, you know, that, that they had that that's, you know, got glowing reviews, you know, they're going to get a pop going in. SAFC is not getting that pop. Well, and and I don't know, though, because I kind of see where Danielle's coming from about the feel-good story, and I think the feel-good story comes for those 2014 Scorpion fans that haven't really been coming to the San Antonio FC games because you look at the comments on social media and everything, and everyone that's excited about the hire is excited because they're thinking back to 2014 when he won the uh, championship for the uh, San Antonio Scorpions. But to clarify just a little bit, you know, it's not that I think that he's not capable of being a good coach. It's that I think that there were other coaches out there that maybe oh, yeah. had more upside yeah. potential that were equal. Like I know it, I've said it before, but Matthew Barnes, when you take and look at his resume and the number of schools and the number of programs that he's worked with versus Alan Marcina and, and his Des Moines defeaters or, or whatever they were that he coached. I mean, he's coaching in the PDL the last two years. So what has he done in the last two years that's warranted coaching at a USL championship level? And you said it yourself that last year, Coach Powell, the USL's passed him by in terms of how competitive it is, in terms of how good the players are. So how does a coach coaching in the PDL now surpass Coach Powell in terms of his ability to coach at this level? I also want to add on to that is I was expecting more in his press conference and I really think it fell flat. What do you, what, what's your strategy? What are you going to bring? What are you going to do differently? And I felt that the clips that SAFC posted, it was 
he's here for the community. He's here for the supporters. And he kept saying that. And I'm like, minor league. Number one, you've been here for a year and a half. Have you been to a tailgate? Can you name the supporters groups? Hey, I've been here. This is my home. I love the Crocketeers. I love Mission City 210. I love I love what everyone's doing. Like it was it, to me it was a very bland like hey, I want to win and I love our supporters. Well, any coach is going to say that at any level and so to me it just doesn't show commitment. It's it's PDL level. And if you're going to be next level, you should be talking, hey, here's what I want to bring. I want to bring a high press. I want to bring a clean back line. We're going to, we're going to play three in the back. Here's what I'm looking at. This is this is how I want to shore up the midfield. I didn't hear any of that. Harry, you may have heard some of that because you I were there. I heard some of that, yeah. Alive. But the clips they, they put on SAFC, I was like, hey, I'm about the community. And I'm like, yeah, but for a year you never came to tailgates. You didn't. I didn't see you in the community, so you can be about the community, but if you're not in it, again, same thing as Darren Powell. So I agree. It's it's kind of like, and the USL is moving so fast every year mm-hmm. that I think that if you're not changing and adapting every year, and, and I agree with Scott, you know, what have you done for me lately? There is no track record. People say track record. That means you should have a recent record of past victories but we can't live in 2014 it's 20 it's gonna be 2020 we're looking at a 2020 season and um i agree i think that there were probably better alternatives out there winning covers a lot of things Mm -hmm. that's very true we'll see winning covers a lot of things coach marcina so if you do that i'm on the marcina bandwagon so i'll get a jersey go, go ahead rafa yeah, I mean, there was a coach out there that's available that's won two USL titles and mm-hmm. that's had what experience. Why not has him? Connections with Holt too. It has connections with Holt, so why not him? That you bring him in, that's a splash. Yeah, because he got a winning pedigree, and I'm sure he, we're going to be excited to him be part. And I'm sure he's going to reach out to the fans and reach out to because he's got to build that relationship. I think going back to to Indiana said, I think he's just taking us us fans for granted because of 2014, and, and you can't live on that anymore. And if he's banking on having the the bandwagon fans that didn't continue on from the Scorpions to SAFC, you know, and think you know, oh well, we're going to win the championship this year. I don't I don't see that happening. I will say, uh, you know, during the season ticket, you know, the 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 pre before they announced it here. Uh, Marcina did mention he wants to play more attacking, more pressing, um, more organized, you know, in, in the back. So um, I, I do think it's, it's going to, you know, you know, he did mention that there. Um, I think one of the things that caught him and also caught Tim Holt, because Tim Holt was also in there is, um, you know, we had a member, you know, from one eighteen. Um, in there with with Thomas and the Crocketeers and uh, Chris is uh, Chris from 118 was there uh, mentioned how the lack of lack of acknowledgement from the team to the supporters um, and I think what was the great part about it was there was another uh, season ticket member that sits right behind the bench that also mentioned that as a team last year. You know, you know, we're like Jenny and, and Mike Check said, you know, they would not really acknowledge that keep their heads down. They wouldn't acknowledge them. So I think that's a reason why he really emphasized, hey, we're here for the community. We're here for the supporters, because in that welcoming meeting, the first I want to say it was the first two questions was, hey, how involved are you going to be or how involved is the team going to be more interacting with with the fans? Uh, for that here, so I think to be honest with you, I think both him and uh, him and um, uh, Tim Holt were kind of caught a little bit off guard on just how how serious that is, you know, to to the fan base of, you know, hey, it's you know, you know, you know, you do what Phoenix does; they go to their into the supporter group as a team and you clap, and, and it's, it's as simple as that. And and not Phoenix, though. It's every single game but, I watch. But that's, on, the, that's the, the one entire that you English see, Premier right? League, the entire MLS, the entire NWSL, and every other team in the USL comes over and shake and at least does a, hey, thank you, fans. Thank you, visiting fans. 
we and, don't and, even and, do that. And we'll get into that more, guys. We're going to have lots of time to talk about it and give our thoughts. I do want to open up this phone line that we got working, though, because we got people watching here on Facebook, and uh, I want to hear from them. So I'm going to go ahead and throw our phone number up there on the live stream. And uh, we got one line, so whoever calls in first, you'll be on the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. But until then... Um, Who's going to be the first? Who's going to be the first? <laughs> our hands, don't everybody call it once. We have stickers, but no. We have stickers? Um, I want stickers then. <laughs> Daniel's like picking up her stickers. cell phone right now to uh, dial in herself. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but no. Gets a sticker. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I feel like it's a, it's a, a um, the safe move, um, you know. When and like Danielle said, uh, you know, results are, and there it is. Thank you for calling the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. You're on live. Hey, guys. How you doing? John Rexro with Samba. Hey, Coach Rexro, the first caller. Yeah, I'm glad I got through. Let me tell you something, man. You guys are really going off tonight. So I had to pop in a couple tequilas and a couple beers so to calm myself down because I'm going to go off on you guys in a little bit. So I'm really mellow right now, so we should be okay. Um, I just want to touch base on Marcina, guys. I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I want to give you guys uh, two, two uh, different point of views here as a owner of a team, obviously not as high level as SAFC, but as an owner of a team and, uh, you know, as a coach. Um, going as the owner of a team, um, I probably would have done the same thing. I mean, um, I did mention to you guys when I saw you over the weekend that Marcino mm -hmm. was my pick. Marcino mm -hmm. was brought in um, from Oklahoma uh, when he was out in Oklahoma a few months back as a director of academy once they made that announcement i knew he was going to take over the leading spot of the head coach if pal really screwed up um rafa made a comment about uh why wasn't he given the position in july well let me tell you something um if i was a coach coach point of view i wouldn't want to take over that team the way they were playing then i wouldn't want that squad and i wouldn't want to be reliable for what's going on so pretty much uh pal ruined it um, Mar Marcina came aboard. They're banking on probably the same structure that Scorpions had back in 2014. I can understand. We all know that um, the, the support of the fans showing up was, has been diminishing for SAFC. A lot of tickets have been given out for free. You know, they've been uh, pretty much lying about how many people have been in their stadium and stuff. So they probably say, well, we want that community. We want that fan base back. So I can understand what Danielle's talking about there a little bit. So um, as far as that banking on, but listen, guys, you cannot, you cannot go against a coach who has brought a title to the Alamo City first before those two other coaches that took over. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't. How can you argue with that? This is the only coach that has given us a cup to to raise. You know, he was an assistant coach for the Scorpions, took over, cup. You know situation here they're probably banking on the same thing for the safc let's hopefully it happens let's give this guy a year let's see what's going to go on before we start castrating him and, and you know putting them on a, throwing them under the bus and stuff it's hard man it's not easy um want to touch something about rafa was saying you know where's that list 50 60 guys think about it you guys do a lot of stories on safc you guys know how they're being handled you guys know the problems sometimes they have what coach really wants to come over here to San Antonio and, and be part of that problem? Rafa, go ahead. But I, what I'm going to say is this. Me, me being also a coach. You guys there? I took over a team halfway. Yeah, I'm here. Me taking over a team halfway through the season. When they Hello? Change, I took over a team. And I and I took that team over. And I took, and I took them to the championship. So... I mean, that halfway in the season, I think had Marcina came in halfway into the season, you know, I think he could have proved himself to say, you know what, with this bunch, let me see if I can, what, what I can do with this bunch. If I make the playoffs with this bunch, great. Then I have something to build on for the next season, and the fan base can be a lot more exciting about that. I think that's what should have been done because that would at least kind of give us an idea, okay, is he the right fit or he came, you know, at least got, he at least got us in you know, through this crisis and then let's, okay, let's, let's take this to the next step. That's, that's where I think it should have been. 
And and I think you know if, if if you're that person and you're on the bench and you're the assistant coach and that job's offered to you, you know you want that shot. You know if you're a competitor and you want to be the head coach of a USL championship team, you're not going to turn it down halfway through a season because you know you're worried about what the results might be before the end of the season. I think what kept Coach Powell on last season was the fact that they were so close to a playoffs that the, the playoffs were never out of reach for them. So there was never really a, a need to necessarily change head coaches. And they were going to let Darren Powell finish out the season to see what he could do and see if he couldn't make a playoff run. No, I agree with that. I, I think that's pretty much what, what was going on. And I think uh, Marcina, you know, his days could be numbered or only one year contract. I mean, uh, let's see what happens. But, you know, if this guy gives us a positive result, we advance bigger than what we what we did in the last season. I mean, everybody is definitely going to jump on the Marcino wagon again. So absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's we've been we've been, uh, you know, always complaining about, hey, you know, we could be a better team. How can we don't have this player? How can we didn't sign that player? You know, I mean, it's always been about money, stuff like that. So I can't say. We don't know what Marcin is being paid. We don't know if he, you know, like you guys put up that picture, like a bargain basement coach. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, we don't know what's going on over there. Let's just wait and see. The ball hasn't even been on the pitch. There's nothing going on yet. I mean, the season doesn't start till March of next year. Absolutely. So let, let's just wait and see. I know Harry's going to probably, you know, chew his nails till then. I know he's probably one of the worst critics out there on, on SAFC, but no, it's not. I'm just giving my opinion as, 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 as a coach and as an owner. I mean, um, I don't follow SFC too much, um, but, um, you know, Marcina's a good guy. He's a good coach. Let's hope he can do it. I mean, um, I'm pro Marcina. I mean, this is a guy who brought in my son at age 19 to practice with the Scorpions for six months. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be loyal to this guy for what he did um, on our end of the family, you know. But, you know, if, but if, he's, if he's a rotten coach, I'm definitely going to, you know, you guys know me, man. I, I don't care if he's black or white with me. You know this. And, and Scott, you know it's all about the players for me. You've said that. And you've recognized that. It's all about the players. And if this guy does not produce for these players, he's gone. And, and I he's appreciate gone, that, so. Sean. And, and thank you for calling in and everything. I'm going to give Harry a, a chance to respond, but we love hearing from you. And, and thanks for calling in. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good night. All right. You too, buddy. And thanks. So two, two points from John. Um, the first one, I think, out of all of us, I've been the one that's most pro Marcina. Uh, second of all, when Marcina took over the Scorpions, he took over for Tim Hankinson mid-season of the year before. So, um, just to kind of counter that, hey, why would he take it over? He's already stepped in and done that role, um, and, and, and that's and that's my my understanding or my concern of why this didn't happen sooner. If you're going to do it earlier, you could have done it, you know, you know, but. And John um, brings up a good point. You know, we we haven't had a kickoff yet. And, and Harry, I know you and I were kind of talking about this off air earlier, but um, you know, when they make an announcement like this, it's one thing to judge the announcement and, and judge the history of whether or not you think it was the right decision it's not judging the coach for his coaching style or anything like that, because obviously, to John's point, they haven't taken the field yet. Um, I think where a lot of the disappointment comes in is at the actual announcement, at the timing of the announcement, not necessarily with Marcina or anybody disagreeing that Marcina's not a good coach, but was he the best possible coach for San Antonio FC, or was it more the that's so San Antonio, Danielle, uh, as you kind of mentioned on one of our previous episodes, where they do have a tendency to try and find that best bang for your buck player verse or coach versus maybe just spending a little bit more and getting a, a little bit extra quality. So, um, uh, Rafa, did, did you have any other uh, counterpoints that, that you wanted to take? before uh, we, we open up the phone lines again or any other yeah, comments? I mean, it was just explaining, like, me being, like I said, uh, being a coach as well. I mean, I took over a team halfway the season, and, 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 and when you take over a team brand new, it's a challenge. You want a challenge to get to to leave your mark and and do something about it that way. You know, you leave no bones about it. Okay, if I do well, I get to where I, I expect meet the more than expectations, I'm going to continue on. And I think that's what should like we talk like I talked to Harry. Maybe that should have been done midway in the season in July, and let's say Orsina does get us in the playoffs, and then okay, all right, you know what? We're going to go ahead and promote it. That makes sense. You know, if you're gonna if he makes the playoffs, 
okay, we'll go ahead and promote him. We'll give him a year. You know, we'll let's see what he can do, you know, with a full season, with a full squad and so forth. But this, you know, he's been with the team with a year, a year and a half. And, you know, I just haven't seen much <laughs> improvement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being an assistant coach, you, you do have a say, too, as far as you're helping groom players. You know, I've been a varsity assistant varsity coach, and I got a lot of say on how to groom players. So, you know, I think there might have been, like, that list. There might have been other coaches better out there. But, you know, that's nothing personal. You know, I know he is a great coach. He did win a championship. That You know, kudos to him for that. But in order for us to make a splash in the USL, we got we to gotta bring in a big, like, a big-name coach. And there were a lot of them out there. And I think they would have brought a lot more excitement coming into the season, you know, what, you know, kind of like a mysterious way, like what, you know, what, what, what we're going to expect from this and all that. Now we're kind of like, eh, well, been there, done that. But we'll, we'll see. Here, here's a counter to this. Mm-hmm. The coach in Phoenix, when he was brought in, I think kind of went with what kind of went through with what we're going through here, where it was like, was he a big enough name? And to me, to me, I think, it's going to depend on how, you know, on what the players that they bring in and the style that that they, that, that Marcina brings in. And um, to me, if, if if you get the budget, you know, you know, going back to the Scorpions years, if you get the budget of 2014 and you can go out and get, you know, top tier players and you got the depth in the roster to, to be, be able to overcome injuries and cards and, and that type of stuff, I think Marcina can go far. If you've got the 2015 budget where, hey, you know, you're picking up, you know, you know, just leftovers and you know, just filling out a roster just to fill out a roster, it, you know, it doesn't matter the coach. And, you know, it's and, and I think, you know, as sad as that is to say, you got to have the talent. And, and if, if mm-hmm. SAFC, I think, has brought in the talent on paper, you know, when you look at them on paper, it's, you know, you, you, you know, everybody says at the beginning of the year, hey, SAFC's a mid, mid, you know, mid upper, you know, four, two, you know, two to four team, but that had, that never developed under coach Powell. And, and that's where we're going to have to see if, if, if Marcina can do that. Well, I have to say what, what, I'll what, that real quick. Um, because you can look at a lot of teams, great coaches develop the talent that they're given. Mm-hmm. It does not matter who you have and you can look anywhere in the world in any team um, your Jurgen Klopp doesn't have the most expensive roster, and yet he's winning everything. On the flip side, Pep Guardiola has the most talented squad, and is is doing terrible things. You know, they're not they're not winning anything. So I would challenge that. Of yes, you can bring in great talent, and I think SAFC every year does bring in really good talent. I wouldn't say anyone's awful, and you can also tell that because every time we have good talent. The following year, they go to another team and they excel. So that comes back to you're given it on a platter, and but you have to be able to pick and channel and produce those things. And again, that I think 2014, you could have had a high paying roster, but you know, it, it's not 2014. It, it's we're not there. I want to do touch on one thing that John Rexort said. Uh-huh. He said is something along the lines of, and I I apologize if I don't get this right, as long as he does better than Darren Powell, then we're good. So my question would be then, my counter would be, so is just getting to the playoffs good enough? I mean, would we consider Allen a success if he just gets into the playoffs? What what would we we consider a success? And I think if you follow me on Twitter – my my opinion, and we've already mentioned it here, is nothing less than making Western Conference Finals. I think will will excite and make people satisfied here in San Antonio. And uh, you know, you guys can call in and, and let us know your thoughts, what you guys will view as a success this year for uh, Alan Marcina's first year. I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn the phone lines back on. Uh, Harry, did you have? Any other comments or any other follow-up here from so here's my only counter to what we're what we're saying here. We keep talking about 2014. Here's here's the team that that uh, Rayo OKC had and the talent that that he has. They had Moses Hernandez on loan from from Dallas, 
Sebastian Igbaga, Tyler Gibson, Sebastian Velikez, Pekka, um, uh, Derek Botang, Billy Forbes, Devon Sandoval, Robbie Finley. So even go, you know, just taking, you know, what he had with, you know, the, the team he had in 2014 with Rafa, uh, Walter, with Cesar, you know, and, and, and the others there. If you look at the history of his rosters, he, he's, he's able to bring good players in. Now the question is, is can he, you know, is will he have the budget to bring in what he, with who he wants to bring in? Cause his history says he can bring in players, which I think is an important part, important part of the business as well. And but don't forget so he brought in Piranha. Yeah, but what's also important is what Danielle said. You got to learn how to develop players. Mm-hmm. And that's what, hap- that's what not happened as far as the last couple of years. Now, caddying-wise, that's different. Different, different there. But Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Thank you for calling into the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. You are live. What's up, guys? This is uh, Royce, a.k.a. Six Tweet Under, or Royce the Voice. How are you all doing tonight? <laughs> a.k.a. Royce the Voice, longtime listener, first-time caller. Scott's nemesis um, online this week. <laughs> man, so much negativity. Come on, man. Be positive. I can't. There. I've been a San Antonio uh, FC fan for the last four years. <laughs> well, Darren's gone. That's what everybody wanted. And and now we got a new coach that apparently they went through 50-plus candidates to get, and they weeded it down like everybody wanted. They didn't just pick, you know, they didn't just pick the – the local high school flavor of the month or anything. They got a professional coach that's been around the world that's brought a championship to San Antonio. And all I hear is doom and gloom and, oh, we went the cheap route. And come on, guys. Come on, Danielle. Come on, everybody. Everyone should be excited. So so other than the 2014 championship, tell me what it is about Alan Marcina that has you excited. I got four words. Four-man back line. Number one, <laughs> um, I don't want to see a back three anymore. I think Allen will be sensible. I think he's going to deploy a four-two-three-one or a four-one-four-one like he normally did during the Scorpions days. Um, he knows a lot of the coaching staff very well. He knows a lot of the players very well, i.e. Rafa. Obviously, Christian Pirano, he brought that talent to San Antonio. He definitely gets credit for that. Um, I mean, he's... Uh, he, he seems like one of those guys that you want to run through a brick wall for. Uh, I don't know if Darren was exactly that kind of personality. He may have been. I didn't know him behind closed doors, but it didn't. It kind of seemed like he was more of the uh, thinking man, more of the tactician, but he could have been a fiery guy. Alan, like Danielle brought up earlier today, is known to get a card or two. He's a very fiery guy. Or more, or more Royce, like every game. So, I mean, that's, I, I like that. I really like that uh, Juan La Madrid and Nick Evans have a lot of experience with him. Um, and I also like that he has a lot of experience with, uh, you know, with uh, the menace and with the uh, youth side. Um, and that's really going to help um, – uh, San Antonio with their vision of integrating their academy with their first team. Um, so do you think that's a positive, ahead. though, for a USL championship team to be integrating their academy more with their pro team? I mean, I, I know USL? Gallegos. Well, I know Gallegos kind of yeah. worked out a little bit last year. Obviously, Leo Torres got yeah. injured, so the body of work isn't really right. there to evaluate him. But, I mean, looking around the league, is it's – I hate to keep going back to Phoenix Rising like they're just the epitome of what a club should be, but do you think <laughs> having more academy players involved in a USL championship team is a good thing? I'll say for USL, yes. For MLS, no. And that's because in, in USL, you can reap the benefits of those players. You can sell them off for money. Obviously, from a business um, aspect, that's a really good thing. Um, at the same rate, if you have... Um, and Ethan Bryant go to a Belgian two side. If you have Leo Torres being looked at by who knows who from overseas, because in USL you can still sell a player, and that team gets the fees. USL doesn't get any of it. Obviously, MLS it's a whole conglomerate, so all of USL makes money off whatever player is sold. 
And I get the business side of it, but I mean from a fan's perspective. Okay. Okay. From pure fan perspective, Mm -hmm. it, it makes it a community. I mean, how overjoyed, how overjoyed were people when Ethan Bryant scored his first goal? You know, San Antonio kid scored his first professional goal, that crazy shot off the crossbar. How crazy did the place go? How crazy did the place go um, in that, uh, in the U.S. Open Cup game, whenever that, uh, that goalkeeper from a Lee High School, whenever he um, made those big saves. Joey, we were just talking uh, about him earlier. In that, yeah, in that Open Cup game. Um, it's, I mean, it, it's a city thing. It's a San Antonio thing, and they really try to make it a San Antonio thing. Now, Phoenix has a great thing going. They have one or two players from the Phoenix area that everyone gets excited for, but their main roster, you know, a bunch of, I don't want to say mercenaries, they're top players, but you know what I mean. I like mercenaries, that works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But But what about Louisville? Yes, it's successful, um, but at the same rate, if you can be successful while implementing those kids, that's just, that's what makes it go, makes it just that much more sweet. Um, But, I mean, kind of, let's, go back from there. That's, that's just kind of SAFC's vision. That's um, Spurs Force Entertainment's vision for SAFC is, hey, we have this academy. We have all this talent in the San Antonio area. Let's let's uh, capitalize on it. So that that's why they're putting you, so much basically. money into it, and that's why they're justifying it, is, hey, hey community thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, you're okay, and I don't know if you'll be able to hear Danielle, uh, but Danielle has a question for you, Royce, that you should be able to hear there on Facebook. So... My question is, and it's been brought up to me several times. Yeah, I can't times hear. Like I could just here. hear you, Scott. I can't hear Danielle. Can you relay the message? Of course. Hang on just a second. Okay. You ready, Scott? Yep. So it's been brought up to me several times on Twitter that Alan brought Christian Pirano in. I would love to see the correlation between being a good recruiting coach or a technical director and a head coach and executing that on the field because those are two very different skill sets. So, so Danielle wanted to mention believer. Danielle wanted to mention that uh, with the credit that Marcina gets for bringing in Christian Pirano, do you think that the okay. skill set of being more of a recruiting like an assistant coach, how does that tie over to being a good head coach with the different job responsibilities and everything else? That is just that's more of talent recognition. Now, something we, a problem we ran into last season was the disappointing performances of a Johnny Fenwick or a Pascal Lucy. Now, uh, Fenwick is a kid. I know he just came out of college, and that may just be one of those growing pain things. He may grow in to be a wonderful professional. He just kind of had a disappointing season with a couple of disappointing performances. Uh, Pascal Lucy, kind of the same thing. Young kid, has a height, has a physicality. Has made some unfortunate decisions last season, and it's all about that. You know, when you're in the USL, and especially when you go to like the the MLS Combine, that's one of the things you're going to look for is that talent to say, hey, that guy looks like he has it. He has that it factor, and it takes a special eye, whether it's a scout, whether it's a coach, whatever, to see that. And obviously, he saw that in Christian Pirano, and everybody knows everybody. That follows USL in the country knows who Christian Pirano is. And that's a big thing. And he's just a 19-year-old kid from Argentina that Marcina, I guess, saw, gave him a chance. And, I mean, God, I, I cannot stop playing that Travella, that outside of the foot chip over the goalie. Go home and get his foot. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, Royce, I, also think I just want to thank that. you for calling okay. in, buddy. And uh, I, I yeah, appreciate man. the phone call, man. Thanks for watching and listening and everything. And I appreciate the insight. For sure. And real quick, just as a closing factor. Yes, sir. I know Harry just, uh, Harry just um, you know, pointed it out with the, the Phoenix Rising thing. I mean, Phoenix has a top, top roster. I mean, Solomon Asante, I mean, they've taken all the – all the uh, skill guys from San Antonio, including Jack Barnby. Jack will miss you, but uh, not so much when you're here and when we play you all the way. Um, 
but it just seems they're just accruing all the talent that they possibly can, like Billy and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and who's their coach? Their coach is a guy that they got from FC Tucson. It's not some big name guy. They didn't go out and get, you know, the MLS coach that couldn't find a job anywhere. They, they didn't get a guy, an international guy. They just got the guy that came up in their system who they trusted, who they knew. And he's been very successful and he's been great. And Alan Marcina is kind of that guy at the same rate. Um, you know. Well, that's NFL, yet to be determined. So. If he can win a couple of Western Conference, yep, that's exactly right. And, and, yep. and like I said to uh, Coach Rex wrote um, on Sunday at the uh, runners game, um, you know, I, I don't think you can judge a coach until after you've kind of seen his body of work. Um, and so at the same time, you know, we can, we can again, judge the hire, judge the decision, judge the timing. But uh, we're going to have to wait and see kind of where the rubber meets the road. But, Harry, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you. I know you wanted to respond. So to me, as far as to kind of help, in my view of answering Daniel's question, if you, in the game of soccer, and maybe Rafa can expand on this, you know, with my limited experience here, the more connections you have to be able to go find those hidden gyms, um, you know, especially to me, I think there's a lot of talent in Central America and South America to where if you could start to open up that pipeline, and you can develop that history through there. You could, you know, not that I want SAFC to be a feeder team, but if you could have them come here for a year or two and you can get one or two Piranos, you know, every every couple of years, to me, I think that only makes your club better. And I think you have to have that, that those connections. And I don't know if Coach Pal had those at, at you know, at, you know, you know, with, with, with his experience. Um, because it's, you know, at least how I felt at the end of the year, it almost seemed like that Marcina was driving the bus, even though he's, he was, you know, he was the assistant coach. Cause how many Scorpion players did you have out there? You know, it, it felt a lot of 2014 ish, you know, with, you know, Walter with Billy and I know Billy, you know, Billy, Billy wasn't left. there for the last part of the season, Harry, Harry, you got to let that one go. Got to let it go. There was I'm a you. Left and he didn't Run, contribute for the last Rafa. season. Rafa didn't play either. Rafa played at the end of the year, last few games. <laughs> the end. God bless. I could have played. If they were opening up for everybody, but, but he played. He got some minutes, but didn't, didn't do much. So those. Oh, he did. Rafa out. was one of the better players when he was playing towards the end. Yeah, he, he was, those players made Sorry, Harry. Well, they're old and they shouldn't be back, but right. But if, if Rafa wouldn't have been there, we would have been instead of one man, one game out, we would have been you know down below RGV. You know, we might have had someone else because we would have had some money opened up for someone instead who of Rafa's like, contract that could have played bench. all year. Like I love Rafa. I I love me some Rafa, but are we again? Are we doing things factor? <laughs> Or are we doing things to win games? And sometimes and, well, that's that's the issue. They weren't doing things to win the games. That's but, there's no dispute. Here, here, here's here's another question coming up to this season. I know you know they want to give them a chance and all that. The biggest problem we had this past year was the roster. Look at the depth we had. We had no depth. All the injuries, all the cards. How is you know what's it going to be the big difference? For him to succeed, what is Hope going to do for Marcina that he didn't do for Powell? And that's the biggest question coming mm-hmm. in. He's in the biggest one right now. We lost one. Well, like I said, we lost one of our key players, to, you know, to Phoenix. But if you look at the flip side, look at Louisville FC. Look at how they've made the finals three years in a row. You know, they basically developed their players. Yes, their assistant coach took over for JOC, but you see – They've been a custom, the consistent team out of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Well, because and, they have a consistent roster. They bring yeah. back, what, 12, pe- 12 people out of the team? Why do you think that and, is? And they take our players, Michael no, Reed there, and isn't Darnell King? Players no, that's Nashville. Nashville. 
Nashville. Who also well, had a pretty decent. Well, each season anyway. But Louisville yeah. does have a player or two of ours. But Louisville, Louisville's been the consistent, and they mm-hmm. and they and they haven't gone mercenaries. We'll add maybe one or two, but if you see, maybe that's the blueprint for us to be like. But if the general manager is not gonna invest into developing and bringing in players like that to at least hold them on to two to three years, like Harry mentioned. We're not going to see we're not going to see any results. But I think with Coach Powell, at least my understanding, the rumors I've heard is he wasn't a very players friendly coach. From my memory of Marcina, and I was trying you know trying to uh, go back and, and see if I could find some YouTube videos or notes and stuff like that. I think he's more of a players coach. So I think you know you can see where Marcina goes. There's players that travel with him. With Coach Powell, there wasn't that, you know, you know, there wasn't that, hey, you know, the players are going to back with the, with the coach no matter where he goes. Um, and that's why I circle back to the start of the conver- you know, car- conversation here where I think SAFC come to the end of last year realized that, that it was more on Dar- Darren Powell and possibly even, even the players um, that they brought in. So, you know, and, and I – I love Darren Powell. You know, he was great with my family and the kids, but there there was something amiss with all, you know, there's, there's turnover in the league, but there shouldn't, you know, for, you know, for SAFC, for a team at supposedly at the level that they are, you shouldn't see that high of, of turnover in, in my opinion. Well, and I think though too, that some of that's front office. That, that can't all be, I don't think all those players left just because coach Powell was the coach. Oh, I think so. Uh, look at look at Sonny and look at Rich look at Didich. Look at yeah. Look at Sean was, Chin who left to go uh, get more money. Look at Billy Forbes who left to go get more money. Look at Michael yeah. Reed who le- yeah. so you can't tell me that it's all on Coach Powell because that's why all the players are leaving. So the other thing, um, talking to um, front office staff at the beginning of last season, and this is where Harry, um, you know, you talked about let's go buy big name players the problem is and you may correct me if i'm wrong if usl has a salary cap or if safc says here's your pot of money for players if you want those big names you're going to spend all your money on 11 players and not have depth so you have a choice with your roster money and that's what they did last year is bring in big name players but you're going to have less depth and that's where, if you're telling me that that's what Alan Marcina needs to do to win, then you're not going to have the depth. You're going to have the injury problems, and we're going to be back in the same boat. But it goes back again to if you're a great coach, you're going to be able to take, hey, I'm going to take this college player. I'm going to take this youth player. I'm going to fit fill in these pieces and and make it work. Well, and what makes well, what playing for a coach last year? Winning? Lance Lang and Amir Didich, the two two players that they brought in. I don't think they finished ten games between the two of them. I don't think they played, started, or started ten games between them. That's the issue. And and I'll agree with that. You know, and like I say, unfortunately, the contracts are all uh, undisclosed and everything. So you know, you can hypothesize all day long on that. But you know, Louisville's obviously bringing back a group of players, and and like I said before, part of what makes playing for a team fun is winning. And when you're not doing that, then every single little thing starts to annoy you. And you saw it with Chris Tierpak when he blew up and stormed off the field and went to Austin. But I I think that the one other thing that we have to consider is we still don't know who's coming back. I mean, we saw today Jack Barnby leave, and I think the timing of that's a little odd. If Marcina's supposed to be this player's coach that everybody loves, why after they announced Alan Marcina as the head coach – did Jack Barnby leave and go to Phoenix? Yeah, but that's that's in the works. We, we the contract's in the works, con- but he didn't sign the actual letter and say, I'm going to go until after they announced who the new head coach was going to be. I, I agree. They I didn't put together that. a contract I, I, I in a week. That was, I think that was done prior, uh, prior to that. And, and uh, I've heard SAFC does have some players in the pipeline. Um, I don't know who they are, but I Rafa do know that... Kio. I think he's going into the coaching staff. Yeah. And if you yeah. watch the video, he's working with Pirano. I think he's going to be added to the staff. Maybe that's a positive out of that. 
because mm-hmm. I think Rafa's probably the one that's going to be developing Pirano even more mm-hmm. and, and just so the experience. But if you look, I think the, also the biggest problem we had last year is Darren always Powell always had a different lineup every single game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that killed us too. Now, is Marcina going to go through the same route or is he going to stay consistent, you know, the same 11 or maybe, okay, maybe I'll switch one or two and that's it, but don't, don't tinker too much with the chemistry. You know, that's that's going to be a factor coming into this year. We just never had any chemistry last year because of cars, injuries, uh, In- injury, egos. I think that was the big. I think it was a lot of egos clashing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, two of our top players should, you know, had we had those two top players, I think we make the playoffs. But and right, we guys. can't forget this with, with, with Powell. And, uh, you know, once you got into Powell's doghouse, it was hard to get out. And, and let's not forget, Barnby was sitting for a few games where I don't think that he should have been sitting. And if you're bringing back Marcina, are you really? It goes back to are you really making any changes? And, and proof will be in the pudding. And, and like I said here, I think Marcina is going to do well. I, I've gone on record on saying that. Um, I will say I did want you know James O'Connor. That's who I personally wanted. Um, just because I think that would have gave a bump and, and excited the, the fan base, you know. But you know, if if Marcina is the safe choice, you know, if 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 you're looking at you know, you look at Adam Smith from Fresno, you know, he wasn't a name until you know he had one good year this last year, and you know now it's like, hey, you know, you know, are we looking at Adam Smith as well? It's all about what you do last year, um, and and I think with with San Antonio historically they've proven that they'll put together a decent roster as Daniel and Rafa have mentioned. Can the coach get what they need Everything to do out of that roster? Well, let's open it up to our final thoughts. I've got the phone lines back open uh, just in case anybody wants to uh, call in and give us their final thoughts. But um, Danielle, ladies first, let's start with you. Give us your final thoughts on the hire. I... I'm going to be hopeful because I'm always hopeful at the beginning of every season. And I believe that he can do great things, but um, that it was just my initial impression, my initial thoughts. And I want to be proven wrong. I want to be excited at games and see some sexy soccer out there. I want to see beautiful goals um, kind of where we, when we meshed well. So that's what I want to see. And you know, honestly, if the coach can do that, then I don't care who it is. Fair enough. Rafa, we'll, we'll go with you next, buddy. Uh, final thoughts for the show. Uh, like I said, not being a Debbie Downer like some people are saying out there, but <laughs> um, I, being Spurs Sports Entertainment, you go for the juggler. You, you know, I mean, look at the Spurs. Look how many championships they won. That's just the same model should be for SAFC. Like I said, I wanted James O'Connor to be our coach. He's got the pedigree. He's got the championship. He's got more championships than Marcina. That's a big difference. And look what he's done with Louisville. Louisville's a consistent uh, powerhouse now in the Easter Conference. That's who I wanted. But like Daniel said, I am going to give him a chance. Let's see what he does. But for me, the bar is making the Western Conference final. I am not satisfied making the playoffs or barely making the playoffs on the playoff play-in game, that's not good enough for me. You want to you want to take over this team? You take us to the promised land, get us to the conference final, and if you get us to the championship, hey, even better for me. So, and then hopefully, like I said, we do get built around Pirano, some of the players. And like I said, I love the team. Let's see, let's see, let's see what you got. Can you take us to the Western Conference final? And that's the bar that I'm setting this year. And you mentioned the Spurs and the number of championships they've brought to this city and already people kind of looking past Coach Popovich with the number of championships that he's brought with the uh, season that they're having this year not being as positive as some of the others. But uh, Harry, give us your final thoughts for the show, man, the hire, whatever. Yeah, so my final thoughts is actually going to be a little bit different. Um, I think what struck me, especially going to the season, teaching, uh, season ticket meeting with, you know, when they announced uh, Coach Marcina was just how much of a disconnect there is between SS&E and, and the fan base. Um, I really hope that Tim Holt and Marcina and Preston and Luis really kind of look at their, their 
what they're doing because on game day, it's not working. You know, you've got to allow the players to have interaction with the fans. And I don't believe it's the players not wanting to, because if you, if, if you meet them, if you talk to them, they're awesome individuals. It, you've got to let them, and I understand there's, you know, media and, and stuff like that, but every other team in USL, you know, in the world of the game, as Danielle has mentioned, allows the allows the teams to interact more. And I don't mean just, hey, in, in section 101, 102, the entire stadium, you know, going back to the Scorpions years, going back to the first, I think, what, year, two years of, of SAFC, when you had the players that would walk around the entire stadium, that is a huge, huge thing that you don't have to do anything other than just allow the players to have that freedom to do that. And to me, that's what they need to get back to. They keep talking about community, keep talking about high character. Well, guess what? If you're bringing those players in, let them show that to the fan base, especially that come out and support, and especially to 118 and the Crocketeers if they're over in 118. That's where every goal celebration should should be if you're on that that end, end of the stadium. Um, you know, and, and like I said here, there should be, uh, should be there. And I will say this. If you commit to banging the drums, you better do it. And Darren Powell didn't do that. And, and I think that's that that to me was a big signal of, you know, when you know when when you know Darren Powell mentioned it, you know, I think it was in one six and sixteen that if they made the playoffs uh-huh. that he would go bang the drums. Uh-huh. He never did. And and I think that's where I think that was a big red flag to a lot of us that they what they say they don't necessarily do. The bad juju that came from not banging the drum. You don't not bang the drum. You don't fuck with it. No, you don't fuck with the drum. (laughs) And then I guess just my final thoughts for the evening. If nobody else is going to call in, you got a couple minutes left. Um, I just actually wanted to mention uh, that my thoughts and prayers are with Brandy. Uh, She's a teacher there at Johnson who is battling cancer right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my friends, Doc LaPlaca from uh, 118 is, is one of her neighbors. And, uh, She's got two kids and uh, just a reminder of uh, everything. You know, I've got my wristband on just as kind of a reminder of what's really important. And uh, again, you know, like I say, definitely I feel like we should give Marcina a chance uh, until, you know, he does something or lack of doing something. Obviously, the proof is in the pudding. So and we'll yes, have to John, I will speak up. I'm sorry. What was that? I was saying, and yes, John, I will speak up because you call me negative nanny. <laughs> no, I think he's calling the rest of us negative Nancy. So um, like I say, at the end of the day, we're all San Antonio FC fans. I appreciate everybody calling in. Max, I want to give you a shout out. appreciate the comments mm-hmm. and you watching there on Facebook Live. We're going to do the phone line thing uh, for some more episodes. So if you didn't get a chance to call in today, uh, it is something that we're going to continue. I apologize to uh, Royce and, and Rex wrote our guinea pigs. Uh, for uh, the audio issues in terms of I never thought about them being able to hear you guys. We tested some other stuff before the show, uh, but we'll continue to improve on that and make that experience uh, as smooth as possible. So thank you to everyone watching online, and and thank you for those of you that called in. Royce, I've got a couple of uh, San Antonio FC coasters for you. And, John, I'm going to give you a big, shiny uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable sticker. And, Danielle, you get one, too. So uh, as always, this has been Why the. Does Daniel get one? You got one last year, Harry. Shut up. <laughs> this has been the San Antonio Thanks Soccer Peter. Roundtable. Thanks, What's life without goals? Last no contest. Come we on. out. <laughs>